When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here, 615 Sessions Podcast, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com, a Friday emergency edition. It seems everybody's doing emergency pods, at least in the college football world, because there has been uh, enough of an emergency to warrant the potting. We have Braden Gull of Athlon Sports and Sirius XM, the occasional ESPN radio appearance, here with us at Braden Gull. Hello, friend. Yeah, I love a good emergency casting of pods. Always my favorite thing to do on a Friday. No question about it. How are you? I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know how I am because I, <laughs> I wane between angry and sad yeah. and emotional and on occasion optimistic, and then immediately I'm urinated upon for that optimism because none of us, it seems, can be trusted in the midst of a global pandemic. And now. This latest revelation with my conference, the conference of my youth, the conference of my birth, the Big Ten, has decided to eliminate all non-conference games and play only Big Ten games in fall sports, including football. And I don't know if I feel better or worse about the idea that this could help us have football in the fall. Where are you on this? Uh, yeah, what a listen. First, first of all, I also born in Big Ten territory, and the Big Ten, having been around the league most of my career, just as much as the SEC, I, I, I say this sort of tongue in cheek, but they actually care about their athletes yeah. in the Big Ten. Um, and 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 it, I think there's a it's a it's a bad sign that it's taken us six months to realize that we should take these things seriously. Like that's all on all of us. That's on leadership. That's on government. That's on fans that's on everybody like we all screwed this up this was entirely preventable and so that that is a it's it's a bad sign when ohio state and oregon decide to cancel a football game it's a bad sign when an unprecedented move by a power five conference is to cancel a third of their games that's yeah. not a good thing on it on its face it is a very positive thing like you i i too am just a roller coaster of emotions from angry to resentful to sad to where can I find some hope? And I think the one thing you can say with the hope side of things is at least somebody is doing something like that. That's we, we live in a country where no one is doing a damn thing about this. And by and large, people in charge and the big 10 at least is trying something. They're saying, look, this, this is all about containment, right? It's all about control. It's all about timing. It's all about testing, tracing, management and enforcement of the bubble. And the Big Ten has taken their bubble from 130 teams and shrunk it to 14. And that's what they're doing is they can now control everything within there. It's why every other conference is going to do this. The Pac-12 will be first in the ACC and the SEC who meet next week. 
on Monday and Tuesday are going to eventually announce this at some point, probably in the next couple of weeks. Everyone's going to play their own conference schedule because then they can control everything better and they can manage everything better. And with that control comes reduced risk and a, and a slightly better chance that we get football games. And so you have to actually view it as a positive step because even if they are just kicking the can down the road, because let's, let's be very honest, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State yesterday, very clearly reminding people that there's a very good chance we will not play football this fall. Um, but this is going to give us our best chance today to maybe have games. And so that's why they're doing this. And I, I, I would, you know, I think every other league should follow suit. So if you're looking for some hope, if you're looking for some positivity, the positivity is this is a step towards potentially maybe actually having games. Uh, I think there are more steps coming. I think it's going to end up being just a divisional round of games. I think we're going to see the SEC West just play itself. The SEC East just play itself. I wouldn't be shocked if we get all the way down to a six-game schedule in October, let's say. So I think this is the first step, but at least it's a step because somebody needed to try something, and, and I'm glad the Big Ten is doing something at least to try to give us some college football this fall. I – Yes, the 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 because the, I'm trying I've been trying to find a way throughout the course of this thing, especially as it's gotten you know as it started it was bad it seemed to get a little better and then things got worse obviously when the country started to reopen. I have trying to been fi- I have been trying to find the balance of not hitting people over the head with this constantly, but it seems at every turn. There is reminders that we cannot escape, and Gene Smith and Kevin Warren giving voice to that in a way that did not was was nothing but realistic. But people don't want to hear the realism in this argument. And I've 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 said my piece on every platform that I have available to me <laughs> about Clay Travis, and I am so tired of people like that who claim to want sports and then downplay the seriousness of a global goddamn pandemic. And try and try to act as if we will still have sports and the Corona Bros and all of these things, but this is a different subject. Right, settle, from... Yeah, settle down there, buddy. Um, no, now it's now it's let's put all the kids back in school, even if they all get sick, right? Like that's the next step. Like it, it, this is my biggest problem with all of this stuff is that it's all tied together. And I know, like you said, you have to find the balance between, you know, you don't want to hit people over the head with why aren't you taking this seriously, but like you also need to say, look, man, like if you want college football, maybe you should wear a mask. Like, if you want college football, maybe you shouldn't go to the bar and, and, and you know, dry hump the, the, the you know, the, the mechanical bull on a Saturday night. Like, maybe just, just change your behavior for just a little bit, make some small sacrifices, and it will give us a better chance collectively to have college football. Or, uh, you know, again, maybe, you know, the pro sports are different. I think we'll have some pro sports in, to, to, to some level, some degree. Um, but, I, but, again, like, it, th- these aren't all – binary choices it's not open the economy or handle the pandemic it's not go to school or handle the pandemic it's all just handle the pandemic (laughs) like that's that's what it is it's when we get this all under control everything else falls into place then we get sports back then we get schools back then we get you know comfort and anxiety levels will go down And, and again it's not people don't need to be running through the streets naked screaming like it's the end of the world but you also it it's and you can't scream at people like, hey, 130,000 people have died. And, hey, there's the massive economic downturn and more unemployment since the Depression. Like, nobody needs to hear all that stuff every day. But 
there are a lot of people suffering. And, and so taking it a little bit more seriously is probably not asking a whole lot for you to get some football games on your television. Right. And as you mentioned, the big, the, the PAC 12 will likely be next to follow suit. We know the ACC is in the process of putting out similar statements and the SEC is putting this off for as long as humanly possible. Although it seems to be an inevitability. I was glad to see the big 10 take these measures for the reasons that you stated earlier that at least somebody is trying to do something. This seems, though, Braden, like the last, last-ditch effort for people who are trying to have college football on some kind of a normal schedule and not in the spring, as is also being discussed with uh, college football in particular. Obviously, the NFL has had the benefit of so much time in the middle of all of this, and they haven't been in their season, and they've only had to figure out a draft and a few other things before training camp when they're scheduled to report in these next couple weeks, if they are, if all of the Power Five conferences go to this Big Ten, Big Ten model where they're only playing games within themselves, what does this mean for a 2020 season in which, you know, I mean, I think everybody but UCF would, would be okay with the idea that, yeah, we're going to just kind of exclude the, pa- the group of five schools for the purposes of a college football playoff. That seems so ridiculous to even talk about, but these are the things that we have to consider when it's just kind of an every-man-for-themselves situation in college football. No overarching commissioner. The leagues have the ability to do as they want when they want, as we've just seen with the Big Ten. How do you, how do you put together the pieces of a legitimate college football season if all the Power Five conferences adopt the same model? So I'll, I'll try to give you another just glimmer, a little nugget of optimism and hope here. Um, I'll take it. Again, Anything you have, I'll take it. Like, this is where we are. This is, this is, this is where we are. Um, I, the one thing fans should not be worried about in all of this, whether they play a six-game schedule or a nine-game schedule or a 12-game schedule, don't be worried about a playoff because that's actually one of the few things that, sh- that should be – it's one of the more easily executable – ideas right get four teams into one city put them in a bubble play three playoff games in the same place and have a champion after a committee decides who the best four teams are like that's one of the only things that actually is viable and doable through this entire process now you need to have some number of games to 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 establish some body of work and quote-unquote resume so that committee members can decide but if that happens that means we actually got to watch something so i don't care who gets in at that point that means there were games and so, again, I, the, the group of five is, is a whole different subject. Um, you know, Cincinnati's the best group of five team this year, according to our rankings at Apple on Sports. You know, UCF's right behind them. Boise State's a really good team. Memphis and, and Tennessee's a really great team. None of those teams are ever going to have a chance to get into the playoff anyway, even on a 12-game schedule. It will just it just is never going to happen because you're never going to have the, the, the appropriate level of strength of schedule. You're never going to play eight power five, ten power five opponents. It's just it's, you're just – you're never going to be worthy of, of playing, um, despite what Danny White and their their banners say down in Orlando. They're just never going to be a part of it until it expands to eight. So I just sort of put that to the side from an on-field issue standpoint. I, again, this is what I think is going to happen is, is our best chance scenario at football. And this is, you know, again, even this to me, I give it like a 20 or 30 percent chance of happening. I think the best chance we have at college football is a division-only schedule round robin in every division in the power five and then a championship Saturday to follow. I think that's the best 
and only option we've really got. I, I don't know what nine or 10 games buys you that 12 games doesn't buy you. Like, I don't see what cutting two or three games does. This is about time. It's about risk. It's about uh, exposure, tracing, testing, management, all these things. And it, the shorter the season, the more possible it is to do all of that stuff. And so I think what we're going to see eventually is, you know, maybe a late September, early October start where we get a five or six week run of games where you play everybody in your division and the winner of that division goes to a conference championship game. Everybody in the Big Ten East plays each other. Everybody in the Big Ten West, everybody in the SEC East, everybody in the ACC Atlantic, whatever. They're, the Big 12 will have to divvy up their teams, but they play a five or six game schedule. You have a championship Saturday, and then the committee decides who the best four teams are. And I think that's our best bet. I think, I think, and if I gave you that or nothing, what are you going to do? You're going to take that. So uh, I, I think that's our best case scenario because I think the longer a season runs, the tougher it gets to manage and the more risk there is, there's more liability. It just gets more, everything is, is more difficult the longer it goes. So again, I, my gut tells me there's not going to be any college football and people need to be prepared for that. But if you're, if you're shooting for the best possible option, I think a five or six week stretch where we just, you know, a hard blast of football games where we, where we, we to push it off as long as we can, we get it over as fast as we can and then we try to play championship games and set up a playoff after that. I, I think that's really the only option at this point. I don't think spring football is a thing. I don't think that's going to work. I, most coaches I've talked to and athletic directors I've talked to have said that's not going to work. So, uh, and if it and if they do, it'll look wildly different. I mean, none of the top players will play. They're all getting ready for the combine to go to the draft, which is okay. Again, I'll I'll take some football over no football. But um, I think our best bet is division only round robins and and. You know, you play for a month, basically, and, and see if you can keep everybody healthy and safe. And then after that, maybe we get some championship games and a playoff. You know, so, sometimes I have to I have to just listen to how ridiculous we all must sound complaining about football and whether we'll have football or whether we'll have basketball or all of these, all of these things, given the larger gravity of the situation. But, like, I cannot imagine how the hell we as society function without college football and I understand that these are the kind of things that we're going to have to come to terms with but it just I don't know I just it doesn't I mean it seems realer every day but it just doesn't seem real to me Braden. I don't know why I I can't why I can't process this I I, I mean I'm with you man and but but how has that been any different than any other day since like March 15th right god God, I don't know they're all the same day it's all the same. It's we're living in the upside down. It's just the way it's been this year. And, and to be honest, the big Ten's decision and what the rest of the conference, I mean, Thursday afternoon was one of the most unprecedented. It's probably the most unprecedented thing I've ever seen covering college football in two decades. Yeah. Like that, that's how, that's how big of a deal Thursday was. And, and you know what the people were saying, what we're all saying on Twitter. Good. This is a good thing. Like it's the most unprecedented thing I've ever seen in the history of college football. And we're all saying, Finally, somebody's doing something. Good for you, Big Ten. Try some, try some shit. You know what I mean? Like, like somebody just, just try some shit. It's it's it's, it's funny. I, I I say that to my wife all the time. She's always like, I, I this, I'm struggling with this, or I can't do that, or I'm tired because of this. I go, just try some shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it sometimes it goes over really well. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but I think this is where we are. Like we 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 live in a country where there has been. And this is what's really, and not to get off that subject here, but no, do it. I, 
if you want to be hope, like, again, there are so there's actually so much optimism and hope baked into all of this stuff in a really weird way. The fact that we all decided as a country to quarantine together by choice, left, right, Democrat, Republican, black, white. I mean, everybody in this country decided to quarantine together that could. And not, I realize that not everybody could, but the people that could decided to together. It was an unbelievable show of unity and it was completely wasted. And, and that is what's so frustrating by so many, by, for people like me who love college football, obviously there are many other people doing, dealing with many other things that are far more serious than, am I going to get to watch the egg bowl this year? You know, and, and I get that. But if we're just talking sports, we all made a huge sacrifice to try to save our country in some way, shape or form, what little parts of it we can help with. And I thought that was incredibly inspiring. And, and people don't always look at it that way. And I think we should. And we're going to be asked to do it again, probably. And we're all going to have to say, all right, we're going to do it again. But people are so much more frustrated and tired right now that it's going to say, okay, we'll do this. What are you going to do for us? Yeah. Somebody somewhere step up and do something for us. And in the football world, that translates to the Big Ten saying, you know what? We got to go ahead of everybody here. And, and frankly, none of the other commissioners knew they were going to do it, it sounds like that they kind of went rogue a little bit and said, no, we're, we got to do this here because we got to try something to, to do something for our students, for our fans, for our faculty. We've got to try something here because no one's doing anything. There's no cohesive unity. There's no cohesive message. There's no coordination. Um, and college football suffers because there's no commissioner. There's no question about that. Um, but th that's a, it's a microcosm of everything else we're dealing with in this country, which is there's just no coordinated leadership at all. That's trying anything to solve the problem. And the people themselves have actually been amazing. Like we as people, fans, regular people have actually done a whole lot of, of, of good for each other. Um, and it's, it's taken for granted right now. And it's very frustrating. Indeed. Speaking of frustrations, Braden Gall, of course, Athlon Sports, Sirius XM, ESPN Radio, at Braden Gall on Twitter. Buy the magazine for a college football season that may or may not be taking place. But if you want good insight, it's available to you in the magazine. <laughs> you know, we can't, if there's no football season, we will have gotten nothing wrong. <laughs> like, there, you can't point to us and say, see, Georgia beat Florida in the cocktail party. We'd be like, nope, we didn't get that one wrong. <laughs> that is such a sports talk radio way to look at that. Uh, you know, you know what? I can't be proven wrong this time. It's completely perfect <laughs> in every way, shape or form. Take yep. that Twitter yep. trolls. Uh, the game, the non-conference game that will in all likelihood not be played this college football season that you are most disappointed that we are going to oh, lose man. is what? Yeah, there's so many of them. I know. Um, I'm going to give you like 12 answers here because I can't narrow it down. I mean, the ones that are, the two that are already, or three, I should say, that are already canceled that are the worst ones so far. And that's, you know, Michigan at Washington week one is a huge game. Seattle's just an awesome place to, to sailgate and, and, and watch a game. Uh, Ohio State at Oregon is two top ten teams. That's probably one of the biggest games in, in modern non-conference Pac-12 history. And, and that game got canceled yesterday on Thursday. Wisconsin-Notre Dame at Lambeau Field. Like, that's two top 20 teams that are going to play at, at on the frozen tundra. Like, that, that game's done now. And that's just the ones that were canceled on Thursday. I mean, LSU hosting Texas is spectacular. Not anymore. Um, the good news is if we do get a little bit of this conference-only stuff, that Notre Dame probably will get slipped into the ACC and we'll still get Clemson-Notre Dame probably, um, again, if, if there's football. 
Um, so LSU, Texas is probably my first answer. Obviously, Tennessee at Oklahoma was going to be an incredible barometer for for what Jeremy Pruitt has tried to accomplish at Tennessee. That one's going to be gone. I mean, it's just it's just it, like, this is where I'm waffling from optimistic all the way back to like just complete despair. Yeah, like no, now I'm looking so at this, I'm looking at this list of games and I'm going like I was legitimately excited for Iowa Iowa State. Like I know people in Nashville don't care about that, but that's two top twenty teams that play in the same state that hate each other. I mean that's that's. And they're not going to play now. And, and so it's just, you know, you look at that that list of games that's already been canceled and you just go, God, like Miami and Michigan State were going to play. Not anymore. So it, it's, you know, LSU hosting Texas is probably number one on the list. I mean, USC Bama might not happen. That's, you know, that's two top 20 teams. That's week one. It's just North Carolina, Auburn. Like I can keep going. It's, it's just, it sucks. And again, if we get something, it'll be worth it, right? If we get something. Uh, it'll be worth it. And uh, that's all I keep telling myself trying to get through this is at least somebody's trying something and maybe it means we get something. And if we get something that's better than nothing, um, is 2021 here yet? I just, I just picture you holding, holding your knees to your chest, rocking back and forth, repeating <laughs> the words. If we get something, it'll be worth it. If we get something, it'll be worth it. That's the only thing. That's what we're all doing. Where's the vaccine? Where's the vaccine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was a, this was a shitty podcast, Braden. It was good information. No, there's hope. There's hope, man. There's hope. People are good. I'm, I'm convinced 100% that people are good. We care about each other. We will do things to help each other. And the Big Ten is trying to give us football. So you got to find all the hope in all of this and uh, keep on keeping on. All right. Well, until then, I'm just going to go drink or do drugs or something productive in the meantime. Braden Gall of SiriusXM, Athlon Sports, and ESPN Radio here with us on the 615 Sessions Podcast. Thank you, buddy. All right, man.